Now, I know none of you are this into things and things, but I stole this sermon title from someone. And this sermon title has always stuck with me. My dad had a book of Lee Robertson sermons. Uh, and, and this was the title of it. And it's a, it was a sermon. In fact, I finally looked it up and found it and read it online as I was studying this. I never read it as a kid, but the title just always stuck with me and captured my imagination. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to preach this. I hope this sounds half as good out loud as it does in my head. I'm afraid it's not going to, but we're going to see as we get going. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, beginning in verse number 7. We'll read the, the rest of the chapter here. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto the death, uh, unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We, have, uh, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus, and, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inner man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Can't help but think about when you think about the Fourth of July. You think about fireworks. We've already been talking about those and kidding around a, a little bit about them. When I was a, a kid growing up, boy, I always wanted to buy fireworks, and I'd get excited like, well, "Dad, let's go buy some fireworks." And I wanted to get the rockets that shoot up in the air. My dad, actually, my dad usually would say, "We're not buying fireworks. That's a waste of money." He never told that to my kids. But to me, it was always a waste of money. We never bought, uh, never bought fireworks. But we used to get them time to time. Uh, I've told you the story sometime about my, my grandpa got his ear pierced by one. That's a, a funny story. I'll have to tell you all sometime. But uh, think about fireworks in the Fourth of July, and I tell you, I do enjoy a, a big professional fireworks display. I, I like it a lot better than just the the people doing things out out on their own. And I mean, we got the big one here tonight that uh, Victory's putting on. They had, it was the one last night, uh, Runaway Bay. When that last night, they had that one. A lot of great things. I tell you, the tradition for me, and I like it because it's air conditioned, is I like to catch the end of the uh, on Channel 13 on PBS. They do the Capital Fourth, and the rest of the show, and they got singers and stuff. Sometimes it's good, but the end of it, they show the video of the fireworks over the Capitol. I love that. I look forward to it every year watching about the last 15 minutes of that 
because I just love seeing the fireworks and they're and they do the 1812 overture and shoot off cannons. I mean, it's just so neat seeing that. I don't know how you get much more patriotic than watching that. I tell you, though, I, I told you I'm getting old. And I'm about to the point, though, when it comes to fireworks. Last night I was up here studying a little bit late and uh, hearing fireworks pop Friday night. had some going off. And I tell you, I'm about to the point I just wish I'd go, go away and I'd just go to bed, you know. Uh, I feel sorry. I know a lot of folks, uh, veterans have uh, you know, PTSD issues. The fireworks can be an issue. I think about them. Our lab does not like fireworks. Bentley does not like fireworks. They usually end up in bed with Drew. And, uh, we, you know, the animals don't like it. Uh, I, and, and by the way, aren't you thankful for that rain? Because one of the big fears around here is grass fires and things like that. Um, just thinking about fireworks and like I said, I think I'm getting old. I just, just, I just assume just watch it on TV and go to bed. So, funny thing about fireworks is how quickly they pass. You can go over here to one of these stands and you can drop down hundreds of dollars, light a fuse, and in just seconds, it's over. Sometimes it takes longer for the fuse to burn than the actual firework to go off. I watched a deal one time about how they made, I don't remember if it was a news story or like a documentary is years ago, but I remember watching a deal talking about how they made the big professional fireworks like you'll see like at the Rangers games. It is fascinating how they pack these things. I mean, hundreds, thousands of dollars can go into just one shot of these fireworks. And you light the fuse and it's over. It's done. Here a while back, there was somewhere there was a big fireworks display, and they had them all out on a barge out there in the lake, and something went wrong, and they all went off at once. It was a good show for about 10 seconds. <laughs> it just all exploded, and it was over. All that money, all that attention for something that will not last. You know, people even, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too, you ever tried to take a picture of fireworks? By the way, no one wants to see pictures of fireworks. And you're never going to take a good one with your phone anyway. But fireworks are just there. They're for the moment. Our text this morning talks about some things that do not last. There's kind of three levels of things we're going to get into. But there's th things that don't last. Mentioned here are earthen vessels. Uh, talking about our mortal bodies. Uh, our mortal bodies, they break down. They don't last. Some of y'all can testify to that. Heard somebody say, you know, said the best part about them was their teeth, and that those weren't even their own anymore, you know. But our bodies, they don't last. The trials, the troubles of our life, it talks about all these troubles that we face, but those two are temporary. Storms pass by, the sun returns. Primary focus of this passage is Paul talking about the dangers that he and others uh, face. They're preaching the gospel, they're, they're going around sharing the good news of Christ. And he's kind of comparing it back to these guys at Corinth, saying, y'all got it easy. You're sitting there safe. You're out here risking our lives. You've you got a nice house, and I'm checking out the Yelp reviews on the prison when I walk into town. There's a lot of that theme that overarches this chapter. Those last two verses, though, really caught my attention. It says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Paul's saying all the dangers, and you talk about somebody who knew dangers. He was shipwrecked. Uh, he was beaten. He was stoned to death one time. 
Uh, he was imprisoned. He was, he was an outcast from his own country. Uh, he says, all that, it's nothing in the scope of eternity. And during those hardships, I, I was thinking about something. What's something that is just over, you dread? And I, I thought about getting shots. Some, I think my boys had to get shots for their, their checkups. Drew, you avoided it this time. Uh, but I was thinking about the, the kids getting shots. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, you dread it. And it's over just like that. Paul says, in, in the scope of things, it's, it's, it's over. It's an instant. It's over. The hardships, brief as they are, are worth it, though, when they're viewed from eternity. They may not last long, but they have a lasting impact. Verse 18, While we look not on the things which are seen, but on the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Paul reminds us that the things we see around us, they're passing away. You ever go out, uh, you can go out there today and you'll look up in the sky and you see the clouds. You ever like to sit there and watch and your mind tries to make them look like things? And, oh, that looks like an elephant. Oh, that looks like an alien. Oh, it looks like a car. Uh, and, and, and you blink and it's a completely different shape. And, and it's just, it's fleeting. And then you go back out in five minutes and they're all gone. The, 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 uh, there, there's nothing permanent about them. But there's something unseen that is permanent. I like to keep up with history things. And then there's a, a person online I like to follow who puts little videos of different historical things over in England. And I'm like, oh, look, there's this castle. And it's been around, you know, a thousand years. And look, they redid this part. And then they tell some of the history. It's, it's really fascinating to me. But you go and, and these big structures that people thought, oh, they'll last for ages. They, they, they don't last. There's ruins. You can go to places and you'll see a sign. This used to be where this was. The things of this world, even the most permanent things in our minds, they, 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 they're passing. They don't last. There's a, a common theme here, I think, in this passage to what Christ says over Matthew 6 in the Sermon on the Mount, where he says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. He said, you can do things down here on earth, but they're not going to last. It's going to decay. That big, fine, fancy house is going to fall down. The um, the riches you have, the government's going to get them. <laughs> Talks about thieves, right? This is government. Uh, anyway, it says all these things, they're, they're passing. Verse 20 says, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust uh, don't, uh, nor rust doth corrupt. I can't say it. Nor, neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. And where thieves do not break through and steal, for where your treasure is, there your, will your heart be also. This is what I want you to consider this morning as we as we get into this. There are things in this life that do not last. They do not leave an impact. That's my comparison to fireworks. They don't last. They're over in an instant. There are things that don't last, but they have an eternal impact. The rewards of serving God through hardships. There are things that are eternal, that a million years from now will still be just as true, still as alive. And that, by the way, that's very little to do with us. Those eternal things are the things of God. By the way, His Word will never fail. The Bible will be just as true in eternity future as it is right now. Christ said, Matthew 24, Heaven and earth shall pass away. All this world, the sun will cease to shine Everything you see no longer exists, but the, my words shall not pass away. The Bible will remain true. The plan of salvation will never fail. 
The blood of Christ will never lose its power. It will never lose its power. It will be just as good forevermore as it is now to save us. By the way, the terms of uh, by grace through faith will never change. It's just as good in a million years as it is now. So in our realm, we deal with two uh, with the first two things. There's things that do not last, and there's things that don't last but impact eternity. I've got just a few thoughts on this of these ideas of these three things: the things that do not last, the things that do not last but impact eternity and the things that are eternal. First off, I want to say don't envy the fireworks of the wicked. Don't envy the fireworks of the wicked. Say so one thing about fireworks, and we'll see it here tonight, because I'm, you know, probably my wife will drag me and we'll go see the, the victory fireworks. But you see that, and it's impressive. It'll go up, and there's that pop. There's that burst of light. And little sparkly things floating all around. And it looks huge. You realize that even though it looks huge, you could probably hold all that in the palm of your hand. There's not really that much going up into the air. I've never heard anyone say, boy, I wish I could save that firework forever. <laughs> you just like, oh, that was a nice one. What's next? They're so fleeting, so passing. A lot of what we see in the world today is nothing more than fireworks. There's a bunch of people today, they try to be louder than the truth. Boy, fireworks are loud. You get those big booming ones. They, they, like, to, the, they like to blast at the, when they do the big finales and things. And, uh, I tell you what, there are people today, they, they're so loud. There's such a animosity today. They, people that rage at what is right and true. And boy, do you see that nowadays. It's not even logic. It's not even kind. It's not even a, a dialogue. It's just vitriol and hatred. Uh, but all these things, they're going to vanish with debris. Psalm 1, verse 4, compares the wicked to the chaff. It's, it's, it's like the husk of grain that the wind just catches and blows away. It's like picking up the little weed and blowing on it in your yard and seeing it all float away. That's how temporal the things are uh, of this world. There's a bunch of leaders and thinkers out there today. They say, boy, they're, br they're, they're a bright and shining light, but their time is so passing. It's like a firework. You see it, and then it's gone. There's so many new ideas, so many theories, so many products every day. You can go buy the newest and greatest cell phone and then a week later, there's a better one. <laughs> you can't keep up. Go buy a new car today. There's going to be a better one that comes out. Everything just keeps going. Somebody will have, this is the greatest diet plan in the world. Somebody else come on, here's the best diet plan. All these things, it's just a constant turning and changing in this world. They burn out like shooting stars in the night sky. There's things that shimmer and sparkle to catch our eye. By the way, Satan's really good at making things look shiny. But, you know, I'll tell you, if you go to Walmart right now, one of the shiniest, if you want to go down an aisle that's got shiny and sparkly, don't go to the, don't go to the, uh, the, the jewelry aisle, okay? Don't go over there. Go to the fishing lure aisle. Everything over there is sparkly. It's shiny. I like the ones that rattle, personally. Rattle traps, I like those. Not for me to catch fish. But, but all these things, they're shiny, they're bright. Why? 
because they're lures. You want to catch that bass's attention. So it's, oh, something over there. Let me eat it. Let me grab it. You're trying to get on the impulse. Hey, that's what Satan does with the things of this world. There's so many things that are so bright. They're so shiny. They, they look so good, but you don't see the hook that is in it. You don't see the hook that sin has. You don't see the poison. By the way, Satan, I like to say this, he never labels his products right. You ever get something, think it's one thing and it's not? It was mislabeled? Well, Satan, all his stuff says, oh, this is good, but it's actually poison. Don't waste your life on the passing excitement of fireworks, of these passing things of the world. They do not satisfy, they do not quench the true needs of man. Second thing I want to say is look for the temporal that is tied to the eternal. When I was in Bible college, uh, my, my last year I was in the dorms, uh, had two roommates, Mike and Anthony, and uh, still keep up a little bit with Anthony. Mike, I hadn't talked to him in a while, but they made fun of us uh, in our dorm room. And uh, the reason why they made fun of us is because we didn't decorate anything. There was nothing hanging on our walls. We were bare bones. We, we had our bunk beds. Um, I think we had I, had, I had a bookshelf. Of course, I had a bookshelf. And I had a bookshelf, and I had a computer desk, and I think one of the guys had like a trunk they kept some stuff in. We had like a wardrobe thing. But it was the barest of utilities, uh, of, of things that we had in there. And other people, boy, they had couches, they had like mini fridges. I mean, all these people, they, they had pictures on the wall. They had all this stuff. We had nothing. I mean, we could have cleared that place out just like that. Somebody called us the hobo room. And uh, anyway, it, it didn't bother me. But I'm going to tell you why. I'm At least for me. I can't speak for Mike or Anthony. But I'll tell you, for me, you know why I didn't bother decorating? I knew I wasn't staying. Why go to the trouble? Why buy a couch? I'm going to have to do something with it, you know, in a year's time. And besides that, I also knew I was getting married and I was moving out. This is just a passing time for me. I, I wasn't going to stay. I wasn't going to stay in Kentucky. At least I, I wasn't sure about that time. Uh, all these things. And by the way, I also spent most of my money on books, so I didn't have time to, you know, um, decorating. But I just knew I, it was just a fleeting time. Why waste money on something that was just so uh, temporary? You know, a lot of Christians are going to be disappointed one day. They've lived their lives for the here and now. Well, let me tell you something, folks. The here and now will one day be the gone and over. Everything is passing. Everything is swiftly going by. Peter wrote this in uh, 1 Peter 1, uh, verses 3-5. through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I love that. That's why I went back and started that. We have a hope because of Christ, the resurrection, in God's mercy. So much great doctrine in that. Verse 4, though. So he's done all this to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last day. What he's saying here is he says, you've got something. God has something for you. It cannot go away. It's safe. It's secure. It is in heaven. It will not move. It will not change. Paul said this in 2 Timothy 4.8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And by the way, most people think this is one of the last letters he wrote. He was about 
to die a martyr's death as he wrote this letter, most likely. He says, there's laid up a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all of them also that love is appearing. There are things we do in this short time we have here on earth that have an impact in heaven for eternity. What an amazing, amazing thought. Hinted at there, what Paul's talking about, there are rewards for service. That's laying up treasure in heaven. There's rewards for being faithful to God. And the way there's th- there, there are souls. My tongue tied this morning. There are souls that we can help to win. You want to change eternity, share the gospel with somebody. Support a missionary who is getting the gospel. And that's not just a temporal change. That's an eternal impact. That soul will never be the same. There are Christian workers out there that need to be encouraged, equipped, trained. You never know what God can do with just a little. Remember the story in the Gospels. 5,000 people. Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? We don't have enough money to buy food for them. And Here's a little boy with a lunch. And Jesus says, oh, that's enough. Pass it out, disciples. And they fed and they had leftovers from just one little. God can do so much with so little. I'll share with you a story. It's always stuck with me. Uh, this is this is a true story. This is presented as such. Uh, Charles Spurgeon was a great preacher, late 1800s, over in, in England, London, England, one of the greatest preachers uh, probably of all time. Great impact, and uh, people still read and study him. In fact, Nick just gave me a book about him. I, I've, I've got to get around to reading. But there's a story told that uh, every week his sermons would be printed out. They would print them out. There were newspapers that printed them. I mean, it was big news what Charles Spurgeon said from the pulpit over there at the Metropolitan Tabernacle. And the story is that there's a person in Australia who got saved because of reading a Charles Spurgeon sermon. Well, that's interesting. Got saved reading in Australia from a, a sermon preached halfway across the globe. That's amazing. But here's the rest of the story. How did they get that sermon? The sermon that they read was printed in England. It wasn't printed in Australia. It got from England to Australia. How did it get there? Someone shipped something from England to Australia. You know how you pack things and you wrap things up and you put stuff in there for cushion? Somebody used a newspaper with a Charles Spurgeon sermon to wrap something in a package to ship it to Australia. And this person opens the box, gets their thing out, sees this newspaper, reads... This, this sermon from Charles Spurgeon and get saved from reading this. Talk about an amazing story. You think whoever packed that thought, hey, somebody's going to get saved from this little thing. You don't know what you're going to do. By the way, the Bible says that the word of the Lord will not return void. You never know what will happen. You pass out a gospel tract. You invite somebody to church. You give somebody a few dollars. You just share the love of Christ with somebody. You never know what will happen. God can do it. I mean, we may never find out. Till we get, I, I almost can't wait to get to heaven some way. So I want to find out all the weird little things that God used that we never even thought about. So, well, I preached a sermon and somebody got saved. And God's going to say, oh, remember this time you did this and this and this? Oh, that person was on the mission field. And you did all this stuff. I, or God did all this stuff through this little thing that you did. I, I can't wait to find out all those things. I love those stories about how God can take something so mundane, so simple, and do something amazing. The third thing I want to see is uh, just a reminder to judge the temporal 
by the eternal. It's easy to get distracted by the fireworks around us. It's easy to see these things. They're big, they're bright, they're loud. It can be so easy to look at this world and all the things going around to say, you know what, <laughs> this Christianity thing, why? Why bother? Why put up with this? Uh, it's the philosophy of, uh, of the times of Noah. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we may die. Be easy to give in to the temptation. You know, it'd be easy just to be mean, to be cruel, to step on whoever you have to to get ahead in this world. But here's the thing. We Christians know the truth. We know what the wages of sin truly is. We know, oh, for the short term it might be fun. It might be enjoyable for the short term. But in the long term it's poison. I like to, uh, well, we know the true value of things. I like to play a little game with little kids. I, I like to, Y'all know me, I like little kids, I like the baby. We're on the same level, you know, little babies and toddlers and things. I like to get toddlers, and they'll, they'll have their little toy. You know, they got their little toy over here, and they've got a hold of it. And I, like to, I say, hey, I want that. Mm, that's mine. Well, I'll, tell, I'll trade you. And I'm like, okay, let me see. I'll trade you my pen for your, for your toy. My little toddler, mm, I'm mine. I'm like, okay, uh, I'll trade you. I didn't get anything else in my pocket. I cleaned my pocket out. I'll, 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 I'll get my billfold out. Hey, I'll trade you my billfold. Mm, my toy. I'll get my car keys out. It's even scarier now than I'm making payments. Uh, so, here, I'll trade you my car and look at it. Why? Because a little two-year-old doesn't understand that their little toy costs 50 cents. They don't have that ability to evaluate the value of something. Folks, there's a lot of people out there that they don't know how to evaluate the value of what truly is important. They're chasing after fireworks, after things that will not last. They're putting their money and their attention into things that will just disappear in an instant and leave them wanting more. Folks, we know, <laughs> we know where the truth is. We know... Christ said, I'll give you, they told the Samaritan woman, listen, in my notes, I'm just going off on this. Tell the Samaritan woman, he says, I can give you water so you'll never thirst again. He wasn't talking about just physical water, but something that truly satisfied the yearning, the emptiness of her soul. That's something only the gospel can feel. That's something only God can do. You can numb yourself through drugs. You can numb yourself through the pleasures of this world. But friends, there's only one thing. There's only one source. There's only one person in this world that can truly satisfy. And it's on a different scale. It's not on the scale of this world. It's on the eternal scale. And it's going to God. Go ahead. I'm going to... We're going to move right on here. I had, I had a little bit more of, a, of, of something else I wanted to chase, but I want to wrap this up here this morning. Thinking about this idea of fireworks, things that do not last, things that do last, things that don't last but affect the things that do not last. These three different levels. First off, I want to say be faithful in your service. Be faithful in your service. God is not looking for servants that go out in a blaze of glory. We, God's not called, by the Christian life is not a hundred yard dash. The Christian life is a marathon. We don't just burn out in a short time. What God looks for is faithfulness. 
I like the quote, I've used it before, that Christianity is measured in decades of faithful service to Him. He never compares us to things like fireworks that just blast. You know what He compares the Christian life to, the Christian witness to? Things like candles and lamps. Things that burn for a while. Things that are actually have some utility to them. If I were to say, which one is more exciting, this bottle rocket or this candle? You'd say, well, the bottle rocket, it's brighter, it's louder. God says, yeah, but I just need a faithful, steady witness. We need to be a candle, not a firework. Second, I want to say, stay reminded of where we need to focus. It's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy. I was, when I was driving back Friday night. We went and got groceries, and we kind of got a late start, and it was already dark. We're coming back on 380 from Denton, went over to Wintco, you know, and, and um, my wife didn't let me get all the bulk stuff. I like going over to the bulk stuff. You know, I've been to Winco and you can get all the bulk cereal and coffee beans. I don't even drink coffee, but I just want to buy that stuff because it's cool. Get it out of those bins. Anyway, but we're driving back there on Friday night, and it's already getting dark, and I, I, I told Becky, I said, is that lightning? What is that? What is that? Uh, there's something over there. There it is again. What is that? And I'm going to tell you what, what I started doing. I, I'm driving down the road, but you me tell you where my eyes were? They weren't on the road. <laughs> I was looking over there trying to figure out what that was. There was something bright, something shiny over there. Finally, I figured out it was fireworks. And people, there was a few people. We saw a few people shoot. The, the, those things, they come up. They steal our attention away from where we need to be focused, from the direction we need to be going. How do we stay in focus? Well, you need some good reminders. You need some good guidelines. Stay in church. Read your Bible. Pray. Be around a good Christian influence. Those kind of things. These musicians come very quickly on here. You can trust your life to so many different things in this world. I think back, I remember watching a some kind of talk show. This was years ago. And uh, had a bunch of various, various people on there. And there was a lady on there who had given her life, her life's mission was to protect kids from drinking antifreeze, which is an issue. If you ever seen, if you ever seen the deals, they'll take like a cup of Kool-Aid and a, a cup of antifreeze, and I mean, they're both green, they're both, and, and kids get poisoned, kids die from doing This lady's mission was to protect kids from drinking antifreeze. I'm going to you, think there's, and some part of that, that's noble. And some part of that, that's, you say that's a good thing. But then I got to thinking about it, and I thought, that is her life. When things pass away, what is her impact? Well, she may have done some good. And I don't want to discount it. But here's the thing. On what, it's looking at it from a temporal scale versus an eternal scale. A life that truly makes an impact is a life that God uses. A life that is fulfilled is one that God works through. You can chase things in your life and you say, well, that one, okay, well, that was kind of noble. But folks, I know, get online. There are people, look it up, there are people whose lives are devoted to going to concerts, chasing a band around the country. There are people whose identity is the Japanese animation that they watch. <laughs> there are people whose identity is collecting Star Wars figurines. They're out there. There are people that are chasing the fireworks of this life. When all is said and done, I don't want him to say on my tombstone, boy, he had a lot of books. <laughs> I don't want that to be my testimony. By the way, what will that get me in eternity? Absolutely nothing. What only matters when all things are said and done is what have we done with Christ? 
what have we done with Christ? During this time on earth, we have a very short time. James says it's like a vapor. Go out on a cold day and you breathe out and that, that mist that comes out, that fog out of your breath and disappears. So that's how our life is as compared in the scope of eternity. We need to be ready for when that ends. We need to be ready to meet our God. You need to trust in Him to save you before it is too late in that short time. Confessing our sins, calling on Him to save us. Don't put that off. Don't delay. There will come a time when you'll wish you had. There will come a time, if you don't do it, there will come a time you wish you had. If you'll stand, please, we'll have a time of invitation right now. 294 in the Baptist hymnal. 294 in the Baptist hymnal. If you'll sing along with the invitation song. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, a lot of varied thoughts here this morning. I hope this made half as much sense as it did in my head. Lord, there's just so many things around us that distract us. There's so many things around us that capture our attention. There's so many things that, that, that are bright and shiny and loud. But these things, Lord, do not last. Lord, we need to be focused on You. Not, not to get distracted, but the things that are lasting. The things that are real. The things that are eternal. Lord, let us not build our lives over brief moments of excitement or these things that will just go up in a cloud of smoke. But Lord, let us build them on Your sure foundation. Lord, especially when it comes to salvation, not trusting in anything. Our own works that falter, our own strength that will fail, but trusting fully and wholly in You for our salvation. And Lord, and beyond that, for our life every day. Lord, just remind us, keep us focused on the things that really matter, on the things that will matter for eternity, and let us build our lives on those sure foundations. Challenge us, I pray, Lord, a lot of, a lot of different things hit on today. Just challenge our hearts and our minds here this morning in this invitation time, I pray in a holy name, amen.